welcome to my podcast which is all about changing your business and money reality this is your master money coach dr gaurav dekha and you are money hello my friends how have you all been today i bring to you a very very special episode this actually came in as a request from one of our students inside ateps and the question they asked me is you know do you have anyone who could actually tell us about the kind of foods that we should eat in order to have really high level thinking you know high level cognitive ability to sort of rationalize analyze you know think towards a goal to basically keep our body and nervous system in a state where we are able to utilize the best of our thinking ability and so today's episode is called food that makes money isn't that amazing title so i bring to you one of my dearest colleagues and her name is shri vardhini so welcome shri vardhini thanks gaurav i'm i'm delighted to be here and i have been a fan of your podcast and your work so of course when you asked me if you will you know be a part of this podcast of course i said yes so i'm excited to be here and share my voice through you uh, through your platform and right. you know spread help spread the word so i'm so happy to be here so good so i'm just going to call you shree for the entire podcast and so shree shree vardhini happens to be a functional medicine coach and a level 1 practitioner and she's going to guide us today through several questions on food and food habits and health habits that are important for us in order to have the highest level of thinking and for me the highest level of thinking actually is when i am able to think in a way that gives me the result that i aspire like i always tell people in ateps my lifetime group coaching program that you know it is your thoughts which actually eventually creates the results and makes you money so in order for us to be able to think in that direction and in that potential we also have to take care of our body and we have to take care of the kind of food that we put inside our system in our body so let's start then shree yes <laughs> so i guess you know i these people inside ateps have sent me a couple of questions and i guess the first question they all had and i know don't know if this question actually makes sense is what is the kind of food that we must eat and must consume in order to have clean sharp thinking and before you even answer i want to also tell the audience that they may not be like a simple five step process to what food should i eat but i think you are yeah. the best person to open it up so yeah. the floor is yours yeah absolutely so when we think about food so what i'm going to share sometimes could seem like basic right sometimes health is not so complicated like we make it to we have just forgotten what the simple basic things that we need to do that we were following once upon a time but mm. of course through this evolution we have somehow forgotten our roots and we have forgotten the basics bare minimum and regardless of what i say share even if 
some whoever is listening to this already knows it so knowing is one thing but actually doing it is another thing totally. so you can read to 100 100 different articles 100 different posts like listen to different podcasts but even if you can go about implementing just 10% of what we speak here then that is going to give them a dramatic result or improvement often people sometimes take the simple things for granted that they're like ha huh, this okay this i know and then they don't end up doing it that is that is where the problem is so i want to preface by starting that you know no matter if the information i share here can be new or something that you already know it doesn't matter if you're here listening to this podcast you know getting intrigued by what i'm going to share then that means there's a reason that you know the person is listening uh, right now so that means there is scope for uh, improvement or more scope for implementation so the you know bottom line being implement at least 10% of whatever yeah. we share it's, and of it's course the same actually you know sorry yeah. i'm like you know interjecting there i just wanted to add this line for the audience also that i always keep on saying um when i push out so much of content on instagram as well as on this podcast and the email that i send and people say that oh so much of information is going out and i say because information does not heal application does <laughs> right yeah. which is exactly yeah. what you have just said that you know people will have to apply the goal yeah. that you are going to give them right now yeah 100 and the second part uh, now that you share that i also had this sometimes there's so much that like if i'm going to share 10 different things today sometimes people can get stuck in the fact that they are not able to implement all those 10 sure. things so i might not be able to see results mm-hmm. that's also a wrong approach even if you can just pick one or two that sticks to you or that resonates with you mm-hmm. and if you can do it consistently mm-hmm. that's going to give you far more results than not taking action at all at so sometimes all. people yeah people end up being in this analysis paralysis of how i can bring all these together at one go and end up not implementing at all like you often say perfectionism they strive to get everything done but end up not getting anything done so that's another thing so take take do whatever is uh, possible and start with whatever is doable right now instead of you know getting overwhelmed so having said that so the basics for all of us is that we must strive to eat as many plant foods as possible uh, so of course when i say plant foods less uh, less processed and of course this could be cooked etc but you know mm. eat uh foods that are ingredients but that don't have ingredients that's the essentiality of it get it so yeah, yeah. so this is this could include uh you know fruits vegetables nuts seeds spices mm. um herbs lentils mm. legumes different whole grains and of course when you come to meat and uh you know uh, dairy products and other things uh fish Hmm. uh unprocessed meat so processed meat can be harmful unprocessed meat eggs so whatever is the source that is you know less processed right and you know more closer to the source that it was created from right in their most original form yes yes yeah. and that's going to be helpful so when you talk about brain foods the thing foods that hmm. help you think so regard 
so again brain is at the end of the day part of our body so sometimes True. we see separate thing at the end of the day what goes within your system is going to have an impact on your brain totally. so it's not like two different systems that we are trying to address here so it's yeah. one what body that is connected through a mesh of you know wires and networks so uh, you know so true yeah so often when people say uh, you know i i want you know sharp memory better focus concentration mm. what's happening downstream where what other issues you are having so right. and a very very common pattern that i see that 90% if i'm being more um you know bold in giving a number you mm. know 95% of people who have brain fog fatigue and all of those things they have some sort of digestive issues so mm. this digestive mm. issue they might either have again it manifests in different forms they might either have you know the regular typical digestive concerns as in um bloating gas flatulence mm. acid reflux uh frequent uh, you know diarrhea you know loose stools or constipation mm. in different or stomach pain or there could also be other manifestation like skin issues like mm. and headaches so for different people it manifests in different forms different forms but gut health because at the end of the day anything that you eat is going through a machine called your gut so True. what is happening there or not happening there is going to have a systemic impact that includes our brain so for anybody who is listening to this podcast and is thinking like oh my brain is so slow uh, we also call it mommy brain right like that's right. something that i personally right. experienced postpartum i used to be the person who who used to say that i have very sharp memory mm. uh, but i think mm. that in fact you know right after of course because there are so many changes that's happening in our body and that tends to impact our brain as yeah. well because yeah. brain is in our body part of our body totally so that's totally people need to understand that um what you eat how you digest it how you absorb those nutrients mm. and how you eliminate them all mm. of these things wow this Will... amazing four points what you eat how you digest it how you absorb it and how you eliminate them which applies mm-hmm. to i think everything that you put <clears throat> inside your system including your mental diet like what Absolutely. you eat how you digest it how you absorb it and how you eliminate it wow yeah <laughs> so all of these things come into play when we are thinking about oh, okay whether this person has a gut issue or is there any sort of gut issue or disturbance that's probably manifesting as a, a neuro issue or a memory mm. issue um you know other of course neurodegenerative issues as well so 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 many things come to play so coming back the first thing is you know if somebody has this then i would recommend them look into their gut health how well mm. how kind of thing is <laughs> we have this epidemic of normalcy like yeah. people are hey uh, i have it sometimes it's um it's interesting for me to see in some online forums uh, of course now that i know better i am in a position to talk about it but i have been a person who was at the other end struggling with all these these issues but people ask okay i have this acid reflux and then there'll be 10 other people saying hey it's normal i also have it like mm. just 
because more people have it does not make it normal yes it's common but it is not normal amazing so, so that's this fallacy of normal like you know this normal like i would say if in this world where so many of us are falling sick so many of us are having mm. chronic is in our 30s 40s i would be afraid of being normal i don't want to be normal exactly which is the same with trauma you know any every single person on this planet has trauma and there is repercussions of and residues of traumatic experiences which of course stops them from uh showing up in their highest potential and it's called normal to have those experiences that we have in our childhood but it doesn't it's it's not something desirable it doesn't help yeah. us yeah yeah so so that's so people have this um you know hey it's it's normal yeah bloating mm. hey, it's normal i also have it so uh, <laughs> but yeah right without digressing i think coming back to the foods that will help so mm. so anything regardless if it's your brain or your health or anything in your body that you're trying to work on eating highly pigmented fruits and vegetables is going is going to be the number one so this is anti inflammatory um you know and you know even uh, protecting your cells against oxidative damage be it yeah. uh, being your predisposition to cancer and other chronic diseases um, brain food everything pigmented foods this includes you know purple purple foods come at the top of it top of it yes <laughs> blueberries ras then of course the other berries blueberries raspberries strawberries all berries are great mm. in food mm. and also the more pigmented they are better beetroot uh purple cabbage so you know those the more the pigmentation uh, they yeah. are loaded with this compounds called anthocyanins which is basically plant uh you know nutrients like keep it yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> i i'm i'm just like looking uh, thinking because my brain is <laughs> it's all the time thinking about you know uh who you are and you know in the sense that who you are as a coach and how can you create the best impact and i always tell people that you have to be yourself you have to be uh, the most um florid version of yourself and i'm seeing how it's also so much uh reflective in the plant kingdom um yeah. wherein the more colorful you are the more actually nourishing you are you know the more the more yeah. you are in your truest form and you are not like sidelining that i should be this and i should be that like you have variety yeah. to your personality which is how you contribute yeah. so much more and it's the same with food the food that has like variety in its personality is what contributes Absolutely. so much to our health i think the courage to bring out your true colors if that's the way yeah yeah it. true <laughs> so yeah so pigmented uh, fruits and vegetables the more colors the better and <clears throat> in general eating the rainbow so the more diverse color spectrum that you mm. can include in your food in a day mm. <coughs> it's okay <coughs> sorry it's okay so the more diverse um, colors that you can include the mm. better because... <coughs> sorry it's okay i'm just recovering from a cold so ah right right 
no worries you drink some water and i think it's so fascinating to just know about pigmented food colorful food and the fact that even in the plant kingdom it's about diversity it's about inclusion rather than finding out something straight jacketed and rigid and conventional right absolutely and so the more colors that you can include the better so in fact people can just uh make a make a chart mm -hmm. with the seven colors of the the rainbow right and then <clears throat> check them when they include that food in their diet for that day mm. so i this exercise when i was going through the training and i was surprised how less diverse it was so wow. sometimes often a certain one or two colors dominate our uh, overall dietary intake but it's just a good observation to see okay where we stand sometimes we assume okay we do all of those things but yeah. actually taking a honest look at now this we have to do this without changing our diet a lot just for the sake of it right right truly like where you are at and then it will give you scope for improvement and then then we get more conscious about including variety mm. Mm. <clears throat> another reason that eating the rainbow of course colorful pigmented foods are great for your our health loaded with antioxidants and all of those things but uh, the more the variety that we eat the better it is for our microbiome so uh, our gut bacteria thrives on you know different plant foods mm, so mm. let's say okay so i i always recommend people focus on variety than quantity so even if you can eat a variety small, than quantity wow, wow. Yeah, a small portion of different varieties of vegetables than just a huge bowl of one vegetable it's going mm. to be more helpful because those uh let's say a small portion of red bell pepper a small portion of orange bell pepper a small portion of mm. green bell pepper going to feed three different micro uh, biomes like three different bacteria right. rather than just one huge bowl of single color mm. Mm. Well, this holds true for <clears throat> if you're making say um eggplant so there are three four different varieties right yeah, yeah. each one of feeds different microbiome again uh, different bacteria again yeah. so the more variety the better and again a good um target is 30 different plant varieties per week that is wow. what is great for your gut bacteria so now this plant foods includes um you know fruits vegetables herbs spices mm lentils let's say today you use moong dal then tomorrow you can use masoor dal or the day after two dal instead yeah. of just using you just keep switching and uh, it also includes whole grains like rice brown rice oats mm. you know all of them. Mm. so mm. target is 30 per week so if you if the number might seem a lot but it's not that difficult if you think about yeah. it if you just need to play smart with it <laughs> I think making a chart would really sort of help in finding out, like I, I also do this, like I make a whole chart for the entire week of the food that I would want to eat. And and then I like, I, I have a cook who cooks for me and then I give it out 
And I do make sure that there are different kinds of food. But I think this is the most fascinating part that people don't know about, that the more variety you have in your diet, the more, of course, the variety in also in terms of colors and pigments, the more you are able to uh, have a better gut. And <coughs> I think that is true for anything and everything. Recently, we did a masterclass when we talked about body and nervous system regulation and safety. And I kept on saying that the way to your brain is through your broad body. You know, if you're if you if if you want to have a brain that can think at the highest level, then your body has to let go of feeling threat around it. And the body has to be in a state of good regulation with anything that comes in front of it or anything it starts assuming that it's there. And the same thing is true even here where the way to your brain's capacity is through your gut's capacity, right? So I think that is a, like a really huge learning for every one of us here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <coughs> in fact, so this has you know the more variety feeds you know more gut bacteria and the recent studies especially has proven that our gut uh, bacteria's genome exceeds what our human genome you know currently is right. so we are like percent human and 90 percent bacterias mostly but wow say that again wait 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 <laughs> say that again <laughs> Ten percent human and ninety percent bacterium. Yeah, yeah. Com compare the genome of the variety of you know there are like hundred billions of bacteria that lives inside our. No, in fact, they drive our. Um, they drive us. So, in wow. fact, of course, this is still an upcoming. Uh, there's a lot of research. I'm curious to see. And we think that it's it's we, you know, uh, that our <laughs> will is driven by <laughs> us, you know, like <laughs> like we keep on saying that it's. It's you who is doing the thinking. It's you who is, has to take, you know, um, take control of your life. But we don't know something as small a decision of like um, suddenly realizing at 10 p.m. in the night that I want to have cheese. I don't know if that will is mine or it's driven by something else. So brain power may not be absolutely brain power but there can be something hidden absolutely absolutely so so talking of which are so when talk about brain so the gut is called as like the second brain so True. it's it ha it hosts an entire nervous system within its itself called the enteric nervous system enteric yeah the most interesting part is that most of the communication that happens between gut and brain goes from gut to the brain and, you know, not the other way around. So 90% of the communication is, it's a bi-directional network, but 90% of the communication is from the gut to the brain. And of course, mm. the brain interprets signals and sends it back to the gut. Mm. Uh, that's why we have this um, butterflies in our stomach kind of effect when we are going through certain emotions. Mm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the fluttery uh, feeling and all of those things. But <clears throat> the second most important part that, so, you know, neurotransmitters are super critical for our brain, True. memory, uh, mood, and all of those things. I've, I'm sure people would have heard about terms like yeah. serotonin. Yeah, so basically, you know, I just want to tell people that neurotransmitters are chemical substances which literally help you to transmit <clears throat> 
thoughts or one thought from one brain cell to the next brain cell. And that's how your thoughts travel, right? So chemically it happens. Yeah, hmm. so chemically it, and it, it, it is used for communicating between every nerve cell in the body. Hmm. So, so this neurotransmitter, so when we say neurotransmitters, we think it's brain. Of course, hmm. it's in the brain, but 90, 70 to 80% of them are made in the gut. And a lot right. of them are made gut bacteria. So there are certain strains of gut bacteria that helps us make serotonin. Mm. So if people don't have enough gut bacteria that can make serotonin for them, they're going yeah. to struggle with food imbalances. <coughs> they will be more prone to anxiety and depression. So in a way, and then there are certain strains of gut bacteria that has and that helps us build better stress resilience again. Mm. So, um, specifically, <coughs> Lactobacillus and Bifidobacter mm. species, they are um, extremely helpful in helping people combat anxiety, depression. Right. Symptoms. <coughs> Just a second. No problem. Yeah, I think that also sort of helps us with one of the questions asked by one of our coaches and the question was about you know how specific food groups that mm. we can one can consume for optimal performance of pituitary and hypothalamus that was one and the other was that um is there any data or information available on the food habits of geniuses the world has seen uh, what did they eat for a super clear brain and intuitive abilities now your information and and of course you know the new knowledge that we all have that the point is all of these people including us who who have ability to think in a clear clean way may not be our will it is contributed to as you said 90 percent by yeah. the gut bacterium and yeah. uh, because again they are the they are the basically the driving force of the kind yeah. of neurotransmitters that we will have. So I think that question just leads us to a completely different kind of terrain, <clears throat> wherein what food can I have to have a super clean thinking brain or, or a genius brain is all of these people had that bacterium, which could yeah. just support their thinking yeah. And as you said, have more stress resilience, right? Yeah. So we may not be eating directly because it's nutritious to your brain or can change your brain chemistry or can change the brain structure. But the main agenda is to also cultivate and have more of those gut bacterium who can contribute to the chemistry of our brain. Absolutely. And in fact... So there is the specific strain called uh, bacto, sorry, bifidobacter longum, which in, mm -hmm. increases BDNF, which is uh, brain-derived neurotropic factor, which also increases yeah. when we exercise. But what this basically does is it, it helps you produce more brain cells and yeah. helps keep brain, uh, you know, young, active, alive. So, which again, if you if your memory, if your brain is young, sharp, and you know regularly it's 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 sharp basically this is what yeah. is needed for in memory yeah. so again how can we get more of these bacterial strains so the more plant foods and the more variety specifically you eat yeah, yeah. 
we will be able to feed on these good gut bacteria. <clears throat> so the thing is, um, yeah. So we, so now we have a balance of say 85% uh, good microbes versus mm. 15%, you know, bad or pathogenic bacteria in our gut. So that's, how, mm. that's they, we all coexist. They all coexist yeah. with us. Yeah. <clears throat> the only problem is when this ratio tips off. Mm. So normal in a normal uh, you know in a in a balanced state mm. they don't bother each other because the good guys outrun the bad guys bad guys but yeah when the bad guys outrun the good guys, good guys. And, you know they take over so yeah. um that's when people start to have not just the absence of certain strains but sometimes eating highly processed food highly mm. refined flours a lot of uh, sugar artificial sweetness alcohol so mm. these can be gut bacteria yeah. so yeah yeah and, and specifically um, you know a lot of additives like food colors like dyes those things are neurotoxins and <clears throat> they also disrupt our the integrity of the gut not just not just um, disrupting the microbiome but they also the way it's structured and the way it's built, right? So we call it intestinal permeability. Hmm. So it, it so we have certain tight junctions. And if those tight junctions they need to be semi-permeable. Hmm. Um you know, think about your chai strainer. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Or a blotting paper. Things. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to filter out certain things. Like we need nutrients to pass through that membrane. We need <coughs> amino acids and all, all of those things to pass through but we need certain things to be inside hmm. if those things you know start escaping hmm. then uh, you know then that's where the entire trouble starts so, yeah yeah and and would they be then eliminated because they are outside and they are not <coughs> inside so when when um, things that ideally need to be inside the intestinal cavity leak mm. out in mm. colloquial terms we call it leaky gut yeah leaky so gut, yes. what happens is what when a substance that say stays inside that intestine the body can recognize it as okay something that it's trying to digest mm. but when it escapes out of that cavity the body may not recognize it as a partially uh, digested food it mm. will think that okay there is a foreigner here and right. we need to protect ourselves yeah so this is how a lot of food sensitivities, especially people who have sensitivity to dairy, gluten. Amazing. Have... I think that this was exactly the next question wherein uh, someone asked that, how does di uh, dairy and gluten affect one's thinking process? And I think you are already going into that. Yeah. 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 So that's when like food sense, there are several factors that can cause this um, leaky gut or more, um, you know, more uh, uh, appropriate term for it would be enhanced intestinal permeability. Hmm. So intestinal, so there is some level of permeability there and that permeability has increased. So there are several factors that uh, might cause it, including low vitamin D, um, food sensitivities because your body is responding to partially digested foods hmm. and it's damaging that intestinal border. And, I think this uh, is making so much sense right now, Sri. You know, 
like people just say randomly oh i have allergy to so and so but the point is that there is something compromised in yeah. your system and in your gut because of <clears> which <throat> the whole food that could have passed through and could have been digested is not now passing yeah. is now not passing through and is outside and your body is recognizing it as foreign and you have all of these reactions flaring up which is allergy absolutely. right absolutely and to be fair to our body it is trying to do its best to protect us because it's it's trying to it's trying to respond because it's it doesn't recognize this thing that's coming in so it thinks mm. okay i need to prepare my army let me you know um let me throw a response to this and right. we want that capability uh, from our immune system to respond to it but sometimes when this threat becomes you know an everyday affair like hmm. morning you eat something that's inflammatory to you afternoon yeah. you eat something that's inflammatory to you so your body is constantly fighting something mm-hmm. and at some point that becomes dysregulated so right. what's what's helpful in short term as a fight response inside for our immune system over time that's when immune dysregulation happens a lot of autoimmune disease so that's mm. a perfect stop like you know setting the um paving the way for autoimmune disease so right in a, like intestinal permeability is a reason again a lot of things i don't want to get into too much technical mm. uh digress but um coming back to the point so now what happens when we have this leaky gut so that's a source of inflammation to our body yeah. so while inflammation in itself is not a bad thing again it's how our body responds it protects th- right yeah yeah <clears throat> but that infl- let's say if you if i get a cut in my hand so there will be an inflammation allowing my body to heal now mm. that an acute uh, case then the threat will pass the inflammation will you know come down but if this inflammation is chronic then what happens the, your body is always in a you know it's always throwing inflammatory uh, proteins or molecules mm. to put it but we don't have that so we need to ideally have this balance between anti inflammatory and pro inflammatory balance in our body right so when right. there's too much chronic inflammation that's happening it's really hard for our body to keep yeah. up yeah yeah and chronic inflammation because the body is constantly recognizing what yeah. cannot pass through as threat as foreign yeah right absolutely. and therefore like attacking it yeah, yeah yeah and so this this inflammation is capable of again it can manifest in different forms it's capable of breaching the blood brain barrier so Amazing. this is where a lot I, of- i want i would want you to talk about it like how it can breach the blood brain barrier and what it can do to our cognitive as well as you know transcognitive faculties yeah absolutely so again a blood <coughs> house intestine our intestine has a semi permeable membrane similarly our blood our brain has a blood brain barrier hmm. wants to allow water and certain nutrients but it keeps away blood and other things away so that's its mm. protective again blood bacteria and other things away yeah but again this is a semi permeable membrane and when that membrane becomes more permeable mm. then it is allowing all of these inflammatory particles like it could be um zonulin which is the inflammatory protein that happens when people don't digest gluten well or tolerate mm. it well so so many other things so basically if that membrane is breached 
because yeah. of constant inflammation. We call that as leaky brain. So yeah. a lot of people, hmm. a lot of people with anxiety, depression, and even early stages of Parkinson's, uh, Alzheimer's, they have some level of uh, brain inflammation, hmm. which includes, uh, you know, some compromise, some level of compromise to their blood-brain barrier. Yeah, yeah. And the interesting part is that, you know, um, we start developing these symptoms for, say, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, like a couple of decades before it actually becomes a diagnosable, yeah, a full-blown yeah. disease. So yeah. we just ignore the symptoms saying, huh, okay, maybe I'm just growing old. Mm. That's what mm. we do. So we, we ignore the early, early signs. <clears throat> so, so again, leaky brain has its origin in most, like 95% of the cases, it's always preceded by leaky gut mm. because there's something that happened that caused yeah. the leaky brain. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the most illuminating experiences for all of us that um, the brain's health is totally dependent on your gut's health. And the Absolutely. gut's health is dependent on something that is not even human, which is the microbiome, <laughs> which is the microbiome. Yeah. And, yeah. And, the, and, the, and as you said, that they can be nourished and grown and cultivated in our gut and in our body through certain kind of food, right? And then yeah. there are certain kind of food which um, would cause their diminishment. As a result, it will impact <clears throat> the permeability of the intestine. Yeah, right? absolutely. So which and also even, tells us, uh, yeah. sorry, I I just want to like ask this question, which does that mean that people are inherently uh, non-tolerant to gluten or dairy? Or is it that they develop over time because the gut bacterium is dying or they're already yeah. pre-exposed to it? What is your take on that? You know, because so many people complain about gluten yeah. intolerance. And I think even I had that a couple of years back, which really impacted my thinking process because I uh, I had developed a lot of aches and pains in my body until I gave up gluten. And um, it's not that I don't eat it completely. I do eat it, but I really portion control and I don't go overboard. But yes, whenever I eat it, I just feel that I'm slowing down in some form. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. I would want your take on that. So, so the thing is, it could be multiple factors, like you said. <clears throat> For dairy, <clears throat> a lot of so the problem comes. There are two to two to three different things that's at play. So for dairy, like seventy percent of the world's population is lactose intolerant. Like, mm. can you like seventy percent, like population? So that means that we don't have this um lactase which is um so lactose is a milk sugar mm. so we don't have a specific enzyme that breaks down this milk sugar so again right. these enzymes we have these enzymes in our intestinal brush border mm. so those need those enzymes to be able to digest or break these down right similarly case so uh, lactose intolerance is different dairy intolerance or dairy sensitivity is different mm. dairy sensitivity when you cannot digest the milk protein so again, we need certain, uh, you know, um, enzymes to break these down. Right. Similarly, break down gluten, we need 
uh, an enzyme called DPV, uh, DPP4. Hmm. If we don't have that, then obviously it's going to, it, we are never going to digest it fully. And, uh, you know, you're, we are going to have, you develop food sensitivities over time hmm. and food sensitivity uh, aggravate the overall, you know, the response that uh, our body has to these right. partially foods. And of course, we also need to look into if we have enough stomach acid, enough digestive enzymes and all of those things. Yeah. Most often, it's a combination of things that set the stage for mm. uh, these instances. But there is a lot of, lot of studies that um, relate to you know uh, gluten and uh, neuro issues. So people right. when they eliminated, they they have you know had tremendous improvement in their symptoms, especially mm. anger, rage. It's been associated with a lot of gluten intolerance as wow. well. Wow. Especially uh, uh, men, anger and depression. There was a specific study that uh, they eliminated gluten and they saw significant improvement. So again, Amazing. this is just a different station of how our brain is responding like to I'm that. I'm continuously seeing how these food, Shri, <clears throat> it takes us yeah. back to our primitive brain. Yeah. Like, like how we feel so good when we like munch on... I'm not saying that you shouldn't go and eat. I'm just saying how you munch on yeah. something like pizza or, you know, like a yeah. um, garlic, cheesy pulled bread, all these kinds of stuff. When you eat, you just feel so good because, yeah. of course, you know, it, 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 it sends a signal of pleasure to your primitive brain. But as you said, that it brings up those reactions, which are also primitive in nature, which is... Yeah the anger and the like the rage it continues to keep you in the primitive brain more and more right? yeah absolutely and uh, like you said a lot of people um with who have this uncontrollable food cravings of course a gut microbiome hmm. you know certain things that make them do but it's also partly serotonin imbalance because true they they make up for that lack of serotonin by eating that food that gives them that pleasure hit that that makes them feel content. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that's how people compensate. Again, a lot of neuro like you know people who are highly indecisive, like highly indecisive, they also have some sort of neurotransmitter imbalance. That's, imbalance. Yeah. 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 Um, and even people with history of addictions, that's also a sign of neurotransmitter imbalance. That's hmm. probably driving them to um, make those uh, decisions. And and I, I just want to take a jump, like how you showed us that the formation of neurotransmitters, you know, so much of them, so many of them is in the gut and yeah. the formation is preceded by yeah. the kind of bacterium that is present, which will drive the formation of the neurotransmitters. The yeah. enzymes that... Now, does it apply also to the enzymes that we need in order to digest things like glucose, dairy, lactose? Are, are those enzymes and their um, formation is also somehow affected by the uh, bacterium that is present? So certain bacterias help with certain vitamins, like say vitamin K2, um, you know, vitamins, certain B vitamins and all of those things. But we do need the capability to make enzymes. So that's 
that's basically not... the gene, right, which is going to send the code for production of the protein. While certain bacteria will help aid right. in that process of breaking those foods down further. Like, for example, we cannot digest fiber. That's what we have our bacteria for. Mm. It will help help us digest those fibers, break them down and move it through our colon. So we don't need them for digestion, but <clears throat> digestive enzymes and our, uh, you know, the bile or stomach acid that's required for breaking down of the food that's incoming, that's still, we need yeah. that capability. Um, <clears throat> it's a symbiotic relationship. So uh, we need both. Um we help the gut bacteria. Gut bacteria helps us. We we help them by giving them food and they give us some metabolites and other things. I think this and has again, been such a huge learning because, you know, <laughs> like we are constantly in a collaborative state. We think that we will do everything by ourselves all alone. And because I keep on thinking about coaching like 100% of the time, I just feel that this is exactly like the relationship between, you know, a client and a coach. And, yeah. you know, people say that, oh, I don't need this. I don't need another person to help me with so-and-so or help me um, get muscles, help me have good food. You know, I can do it myself or I don't need another person to help me make money. And I'd say that you are in a collaborative relationship with something which is keeping you alive, right? And <laughs> hence collaboration over competition, collaboration over individualism, you know, collective yeah. over individualism, I would say. So this is such a huge learning for every one of us listening to right now that each one of us needs something to actually live our life to our highest potential. And in this case, it's the bacterium. Absolutely. And like humans are social animals, right? Like we that, cannot do anything. We think we can do things by ourselves, but that's not how yeah, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. But yeah, I wanted to back. ask you, uh, yeah, sorry, you wanted to continue with something. Yeah, and then I'll ask you the next question, yes. And then I'll uh, move forward. Yeah, so you, so what we wanted to also know is there is this whole, um, you know, th there's a lot of hoo-ha-ha around raw foods, right? Like we keep on listening about raw foods, although I know that you have talked about um, variety, uh, pigmented food, plant-based food and uh, having it from the source. But at the same point of time, we also want to know about raw food and how much should they be included in our diet and how important it is, again, for uh, for us to be in the highest uh, version of ourselves in terms of our thinking ability. Yeah. So, so the thing is, there is no one specific food eating pattern that will that will be applicable to all of us because we all mm. have different th that's where bio individuality comes to play so we are we are our own unique genetic makeup again driven a lot by our microbes mm. so the answer is going to be it depends because for some people they might thrive on say vegan diet for some people they might thrive on you know meat based diet for some people it's keto for some people you know mm. it's raw diet a raw fruit diet or raw veggie diet but coming to the point um so again raw <clears throat> foods you need to have strong digestive system to be able to uh, break down raw uh, fruits and vegetables of course mm. fruits we'll take them raw but vegetables we need to have good strong uh, digestive support to be able to do that not everybody 
as good um, digestive capability today, given that, you know, often we are always on uh, driven on sympathetic uh, nervous system mode where mm, which is mostly like, like in fight and flight like we are all the time scanning for threat and we either want to kick the person and or want to like run away <laughs> we have this response regardless if a line is chas chasing us or regardless if it's an email from our boss or if it's Absolutely. the traffic so that's where the problem comes and then we sit down in that state of panic and then it's not uh, logical to expect our body to make those digestive enzymes because the body thinks, okay, you're fighting for your life. Like what difference does it make if I'm going to digest this food or not? So that's where, and then obviously. obviously exactly. I mean, I if I'm running away from a murderer, I would not be thinking about like going and having a dosa <laughs> so that my stomach can digest it. I will focus on like run, running away. That's what my body is going to think. Exactly. So, so what it it doesn't it doesn't add up. So the body obviously is going to prioritize, uh, you know, increasing your heart rate, your blood sugar mm. for you to survive survive that threat. But we do end up eating that state, and then we complain. You know, if the thing is, this is not episodic. It happens day in and day out for us, and this over time becomes, you know impairs our ability to you know make digestive juices secretions because again i just i just wanted to like interject here because something just showed up in you know my head right now you know so many of us Sri, uh so many of us coaches also we are in the state of coaching clients and uh we are in a very high energy state because either we are coaching them or we are giving them solution and then we are also sort of uh running around from one session to the next and then uh, we are also investing in our own abilities and skills and learning stuff and attending trainings and watching videos and then eating while watching videos. Like we are in this high energy state, is we, which means we are in fight and flight already, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so then again, we are eating while doing that. The problem <laughs> as well, sometimes I give in. I'm human, uh, you know, even though I know a lot of these things, but sometimes we just give in. But the, the problem here, again, because we are not focusing on the meal, we are focusing on something else and we are just pushing it through. Our, again, your gut and brain are communicating. So mm. your some level of miscommunication in our satiety, our hunger levels, like when we feel full and all of those things, because our focus is not here. Like mm. we are focused. So, and another thing, so we don't, when we are of course hyper-focused on something as multitasking, all of those things, we will not chew our food as many times as we should. And because we are not doing, so again, our mouth is the only place where we control the digestion. So, so how many ever that we can chew, then it's going to be much easier um, for the di digestive enzyme secretions in our mouth first to start doing its job and it's also great signaling for our beat our stomach our liver your pancreas to secrete uh, the enzymes that you know from each of these areas to break down these food if we are so rushed and we just gulp down food then those signalings are going to be affected as well so from your brain, like the signal to the other systems to, hey, do your work. It's not going to come on time. 
and there is going to be some level of trouble in digesting that food so um you know a lot of people when they rush and eat you know they might get this acid reflux and True. heartburn and all of True. And and on top of that, if they are just consuming something which is not whole food, not source food, and, you know, on top of that, there is a lot of, like, just think of getting out of a coaching session. And uh, you know that, I mean, where you are a coach and you are coaching a client, and then you have half an hour, and then uh, you have to jump into the next call. And the next thing that you think or that occurs to your head that what can I have in the next 30 minutes is, oh, yeah, I, I just had pizza from yesterday in the fridge. Let me just warm it up. It's going to take me 30 seconds. So I do that with all the different toppings and everything. And I, I gulp it down thinking about my next session, right? So yeah. not only am I in fight and flight and I'm rushed up, and I don't have the resources to support the food that I'm going to put in my stomach, but also I'm putting food that is already inflammatory. Yeah. Now this is, this is one scenario. There's another scenario. I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs do this, or they might just be running on coffee because they think that's food. So true. Um, that's even more worse because you're just trying to add more a cortisol pump more you know alertness into your system but you know not eating something that's real food and that will mess up with your uh you know overall um balance and of your i think that is that is so um that is such a valid point you know, there is this podcaster who i really love listening to his podcast it's called holistic life navigation and it's by luis mohica and um he once did a podcast on how coffee um actually um transgresses your boundaries and uh, it's like it's like you are stretching the boundary of your body and simply trying to keep it in an alert state but that alert state is causing you so much more because your body is only on sympathetic and it just cannot go back to rest or its baseline uh, frequency. Absolutely. And again, people use this as a false source of energy because in the, in the short term, it gives them that hmm. alertness, but which is not not natural or which is you're trying to um, go against the grain to you know give this short boost but it doesn't last long because of course it's doing mm. something right so it's a and they completely only rely on caffeine to keep their day moving because they need that you know caffeine hit mm. well caffeine is not harmful like how many cups per day, how often, like when are you having, all of those things matter. So I love mm. my coffee and I, I'm not saying, you know, you should give up coffee. Right. Like of cups a day and, you know, not a replacement for a meal, then it's absolutely fine. Yeah, everything in everything in moderation. And I think one of and the second, you know, big lesson after the, after the first lesson that we are always in collaboration with our body and our body helps us as much as we help the body which of course is the gut bacterium i think the second lesson uh, that that i i'm i'm learning in this episode is also the fact that 
there is there is variety to everything and there is um um portion to everything and not everything is can be categorized as good and bad right we have to look at it from a wider lens and from a more sort of objective lens at it more importantly like again like dairy is neither good or bad like gluten is neither good or bad like who is this person we are talking about and mm. what is their baseline health or baseline stress baseline what is their baseline so this depends mm. i know a lot of people um in in the recent uh, uh you know cases we've seen a lot of people um passing away you know due to heart cardiac cardiac arrest while they are running on a treadmill or something mm-hmm. like that this is wrong the point is like who is this person like what was his baseline stress what were the other things that he was doing is it going to be an exercise or is it going to be a cardiac event that depends on what other things he was doing or what he was not doing uh, at the end of the day exercise is a form of controlled stress to our body so that's why it helps us build muscle you know it just challenges in the right way but if our baseline stress is already high that that could be mental emotional stress or trauma or physical uh, stress in terms of injury or infections um again leaky gut and all of those things these things are a source of stress to our body like not enough sleep if you don't have enough sleep and then you end up doing some high intensity exercise the next day your uh, cortisol levels are going to be really high really, and then really you're high yeah really yeah. really high and and uh, which is what i mean i keep telling people even inside uh, ataps that you have to practice sacred pause sacred pause is a term that we use for people to be able to honor their rest and know that it is through pause that you actually create space inside your body and you learn to regulate your nervous system and this is so true even for food that you have to be in a state of real pause to be able to pay attention to that food you know and yeah. to know what you are eating and as you said the four steps the four very very important steps like what you put inside your mouth how you digest it how you absorb it and how you eliminate it is going to be so much important in terms of like only if you pay attention right and you can pay attention and just be present to your food only if you can just honor the rest instead of like rushing and being in sympathetic all the time absolutely and like i said again it depends on who this person is and you know what they're already doing what they are not doing etc etc and coming back to like the gluten and dairy so a lot of again why they also can a lot of people a good trial would be to you know eliminate it for 3 weeks or 4 weeks mm-hmm. and then try to reintroduce it if you start to get back those symptoms then you know have this 80 20 rule like 80% of the time don't have it 20% of the time when you cannot avoid it have it but mm-hmm. if you with you then it's only prudent that you don't put it on your body so yeah uh, yeah a body indicator it will tell us you know if it's accepting or not accepting so the elimination can help uh, <coughs> the the another reason like why a lot of people have this is so casein which is the milk protein it um, decreases the absorption of um, 
uh, amino acid called um, cysteine. So, mm. uh, uh, which is important to for us to make glutathione, which is our natural antioxidant. So, and again, similarly, gluten interferes with uh, absorption of tryptophan, which is again needed to make serotonin in serotonin, our body. Yeah. Like these, they have a physiological impact. They compete for absorption or they hinder the usability of uh, the available amino acids so that they can be made into neurotransmitters. So, if again, for this unique person, if it doesn't sit well, then it's better they try to eliminate and then see how they feel and then you know remove and of course for some people one the healing the gut uh intestinal lining can take several months and after that they may be able to tolerate it well again you need to address what's what's causing that in the first place like we say the root cause to be able to actually tolerate these foods some people might be able to tolerate but for some people they know this doesn't sit well and then they don't you know, yeah it's very uh -huh. individualistic as you said and it's very subjective so I also want the audience to know that when you're working on your um on your body and on your gut health and of course then your brain health it's not a cookie cutter technique it's not like you know one fit one thing fits everyone it's not like that it's very very customized and individualistic because every single person has a different kind of um structure different kind of making and hence different kind of gut bacterium. Absolutely. Right. Again, like people see, you know, some posts and then they try to implement and then they think they don't get the results. Like, because again, what, like you said, you need to evaluate what is driving your issues and then address it accordingly instead of trying 10 different things and then mm. thinking. It's, um, so that's important. So again, um, we talked about leaky gut and leaky brain. So another thing that, so what do we need to do? We need to counter this inflammation. So be it uh, in the brain or in the body. So for this, we need a lot of omega-3 fats. So because right. omega come from, uh, you know, fatty fish, salmon, you know, tuna and all of those things. Uh, and other sources would include walnuts, you know, flax seeds, uh, Brazil nuts. While plant sources have um, do have uh, good omega threes, but we'll be more effectively able to convert mm -hmm. them from uh, fish sources or taking from um, algae might be better, uh, either in the form of supplements because that's where the fish get their source as well. So, so I think if you um, you know if somebody has a lot of even for uh, actually. Um, fetal brain development uh, omega-3 fats are really critical uh, even for the mother to take uh, good um, fatty acids and omega-3 fats for good brain development in the fetus and to avoid uh, mood and behavioral issues but also for the mother and its mother itself to um, avoid postpartum depression so there was a link that study that connected not enough omega-3 fats to postpartum depression uh, being a very dominant factor um, so it again if you want to improve your mood inflammation um, memory and all of those things omega-3 supplements or omega-3 rich foods will help uh, another thing so so today um, a lot of we find a lot of inflammatory oils again mm. also 
oils that are inflammatory and focus on good fats. So when I say good fats, of course, fats from food like we spoke about, the fish and the, the nuts and the seeds, uh, coconut oil, ghee, uh, avocados, um, what else? So these would contribute as good fats. Uh, but inflammatory oils <coughs> would be refined oils and especially the worst, I think this we I find in <coughs> Indian households <coughs> re reheat the uh, refined oil multiple times. Yeah. And nothing worse than that. That's that's inflammatory to to us. So <coughs> people might do it um I don't know, like without realizing the kind of damaging effect it's having. <coughs> Not only <coughs> Yeah, no worries. <coughs> We are learning a hell lot in this episode. It's for me, it's almost like a class that I'm going through. And like, <laughs> I'm reminded of so many things that I knew, which I had forgotten. And uh, I think for everyone who is listening here, this is one of the most valuable episodes in terms of, you know, knowing what to eat and how to approach food and how to even look at the world of food. I guess. So um, it is extremely, extremely uh, illuminating. Yeah, you were telling us about um, what causes inflammation in terms of like reheating the oil again and again. Yeah. Uh, so not only we use oils like that are inflammatory, refined oils in the first place, reheating them again and again, like is more toxic to our body. <coughs> and uh, it produces something called, after it's heated up to a certain temperature, um uh, so be it oil being heated after a certain temperature or even charred meat or even charred rotis like the black things for mm. general the brown spots the black a, a charred toast a burnt toast those things are they create let's in a simple term they create oxidative stress for your body so they produce something called advanced glycation end products so those like age you fast it's abbreviated as age so we say those age you faster than you should um <clears throat> so it it is pro-oxidant in nature so uh, these are small things so on one hand you can eat things that are anti-inflammatory but you also need to balance what are the other sources where you're causing the damage in first place and recognize and remove those things that are inflammatory to you now <clears throat> i know this topic is on food but given my work it's never just about food mm. so is eating all the healthy foods that they are and then not sleeping well at night like it doesn't matter your body your body produces growth hormones cleans up the brain when it's sleeping so our, our brain has this a glymphatic system which can only be turned on when we are asleep. So often people are scrolling through their phones. There's 1 a.m., 2 a.m. They are just surviving on three to four hours of sleep. And that's that's a recipe for disaster. True. So <clears throat> we should not be surprised that people are not, people are facing any kind of brain health struggles, right? <clears throat> not just the brain, but the health in itself. So your body produces growth hormones. It replenishes all the cells when we are asleep. And in fact, 
melatonin is the master it's it's an antioxidant for our body so if you're not getting those things then how will your body repair like how will it replenish so even though our body is capable of surviving uh, the damage that we do to it but it can only do so when these damages or threats happen once a while or when it's episodic but if this is our this our uh, state on an everyday basis like it it cannot it cannot handle um, you know the stress so um so other than this of course people need to focus on sleep exercise <coughs> and like i said <coughs> which is also something uh, you know uh, I, i just want to like add this that in my journey of being like a full time entrepreneur the biggest learning is the person that i am becoming in the process of creating this extremely uh, huge results and having a business which is so profitable um other you know people see that oh you know this person is like able to do so much more and create so much more and uh, have this program is able to produce so much content and all of that but they don't see <laughs> the person that you are becoming in the process and for me i guess from 2020 onwards this journey of focusing on my health i'm still not there yet i'm i'm still trying it, it really takes a lot of time to get to that state so for example i'm still struggling with my sleep cycle but then i make it a point that i will keep my phone away at 10 you know sometimes there is an urge to like take it up and see what's happening and maybe at 11 i'll go there but then now slowly and slowly this is what i'm re- realizing in my journey of being an entrepreneur that i have to offer my body sunlight in the morning i have to sleep at a certain time no matter how urgent it is you know no matter what crisis you know shows up in some clients and or you know in my business right i have to like focus on the food that i'm eating while i'm at the dining table i cannot be attending to uh sometimes you know what i would do is i would just watch um the video of a coach that is coaching me and i'm just watching the recording and eating food like because i want the brain to like consume so much so much so now the, that segregation and that discipline has come because i have seen that if i don't do that i cannot create the results i just cannot think at a high level it's just not possible practically so um i think this is what also what you are pointing towards that there are so many other things that are there in how you live your life contributes to the way you um the way you would actually end up um digesting and absorbing the food absolutely and like what are you seeing now like it's also a form of self respect right like you you're sharing your knowledge skills to the world and what good does it do if you don't have this self respect for yourself for your body to honor your rest honor your sleep to give your body the nutrition that it deserves and take a break when you need like you said the sacred pause mm-hmm. and exercise move so that you know these are like like today this these seems like fancy like oh like an additional work but humans were designed to move like because of our modern technology facilities it has made our life easier but 
somewhere we need to make an effort to make sure we move so again like you said like i uh, have been i was this person who was this chronic late sleeper like post 12 pm 12 am and when i look back like it had an tremendous impact on my immune system so if somebody i know a lot of people say hey what are the immune immune boosting foods like that's a that's a <laughs> that was a question in our list by the way <laughs> immune boosting for that's not like immune boosting like our immune system, the thing is we need to support our immune system like it knows what it needs to do but we sometimes abuse it uh the first thing for when it comes to immune system would be sleep good quality sleep so when i look back i see like i was chronically a late sleeper i like people call themselves night owl but i used to call that as well but it affects it it had a tremendous impact on my health uh and uh, just sleep good quality sleep and of course being a mother uh you know having a very young child like i struggled horribly getting even 3 to 4 hours of sleep at a stretch and it did have an impact on me my thinking my body my energy my brain fog all of those things so if it i know people who have very young children i know it might be a struggle but if you do have passed over that stage but you're still trying to you know we try to make up for the lost time that we did not get alone during the day by sitting alone because i have done that i know a lot of people relate to that but um it does not serve you so even if you can sleep on your sleep by 30 minutes <clears throat> that's of course if today you're sleeping at 1 am you can't go sleep at 10 a 10 pm uh, tomorrow but you can make 15 20 minute increments small improvements and then slowly you will see your body really likes you going early to bed <clears throat> your quality of sleep will be much better right <clears throat> so from somebody and this i have experiences personally i try to hit the bed early most time but like you said there are days that i mm. i am i i have my own brain where like i go into the scrolling i'm sulking i'm doing something and i want some peace i'm sitting on the sofa watching something but i know that after a couple of days you know this no my body is not taking it and especially i think once you show your body like how much a good restorative sleep can do for you in terms of mood energy in the morning like i am a better happier person to my family my kids my husband like i don't want to be bitchy to them or you know be right. angry to them but if i don't sleep that happens and then for myself like i feel good getting up like i don't feel like i need to sleep a little bit more like so again uh, because i was a person who used to you know run on very less sleep now that even a one day if i don't get like 7 hours or like let's say 6 less than 6 hours of sleep it affects my body terribly and i'm more in tune with it so i'm telling this because people need to know what is on the other side to be to realize what they are actually missing because when you have never had good restorative sleep or maybe because you were in your early 20s or your teens that time it was easy you could get by but as your body is also uh, maturing you need to support it but if you're not doing it then 
you're going to drain your reserves. <laughs> right, right. I think this was, I mean, we are coming to the end of today's episode and we had so much of discussion. I mean, I can't believe the amount of information that you gave out, Sri. You know, it, it fe- as I said, that it actually feels like a training. And, <laughs> you know, if people don't utilize it, then they might as well not utilize anything. I would say, you know, they have to really, really apply everything that you have spoken about here, not only in terms of what they need to do, what they need to eat, but also in order to, but also like the way they need to live their life, structure their life. And one has to do it consciously. And, um, you know, you can't live life on autopilot. You know, that's that's one of the greatest learnings from uh, this episode and in order to be conscious you have to be willing to like stop for a moment and like reflect and really ask yourself is this the life that I want to live for the next year you know we are hitting the end of 2022 and I think from this episode people would want to know that it's not just about high level production it's not just about creating amazing content it's not just about coaching your clients and uh, working with them and helping them. It's about also honoring your own life and asking yourself the question, what's the kind of life that I want to live behind the scenes, you know, behind the, like behind Instagram or behind, um, you know, the container or behind everyone that is watching me doing all this amazing, miraculous stuff. How do I want to live my life? You know, and that question should really guide them to apply everything that they're going to learn from this episode. So, Sri, before we, you know, end this episode, we just want uh, you to tell us the name of one or maybe two books that could touch upon, you know, food habits and uh, brain health, maybe if you could help our audience with that. Um, there is this book called uh, Your Brain on Food by Dr. Uma Naidu. So that's an excellent resource. Um, and another one would be uh, Grain Brain by Dr. Um, David Palmiter. So he talks about a lot of, um, you know, how brain uh, health is important and other things. So these two will be a good um, starting place. Of course, there are wonderful resources. Um, but I want to. I I also want to uh, say this that um, when you were saying about um, you know the person that they're becoming etc. So often people, especially coaches, miss to see that if they are not the healthiest. I don't know about others, but I'm going to speak for myself first. Then maybe you can say that person is. If I'm not at my healthiest version, then it's so hard for me to give my 100% to my job, to my clients, even be um, excited about it. You know, rather, I, if I'm not well, then it, everything will seem like a burden to me. So I'm not my bringing my best self if I'm not taking care of myself. So that's what I've realized through this Which journey. Which is why so many entrepreneurs, including coaches, experience burnout. And they experience burnout not because the world and the work is overwhelming, they experience burnout, of course, because of the emotions involved and the way they are living their day-to-day life. Burnout is not like a one-day acute experience. It's a chronic experience because of living your life in a certain in a certain kind of life, right? Absolutely. So if I think when we take care of ourselves, be it 
food, exercise, uh, regulating our emotions, um, signing up for new programs, courses, our personal development, self-development, then we bring a better version of us to our business, to our clients, to everybody else around us. This is applicable even for our family because of course relationships, everything is affected by who we are, what we feel, what thoughts we have, what emotions we go through. And our emotions and our gut are they directly have an impact so they are constantly communicating so all of these things come to play to make us who we are and it's we need to start controlling the factors that we can uh, let's say not controlling like modifiable lifestyle lifestyle factors that we can modify and that's right at our disposal that we can make use of and then you know rest will fall in place so, yeah, and it's not so difficult to modify them. It's um, you have to just prioritize, right? It's not a question of time. You have to really, really prioritize. Like some people ask me, how do you get time to walk in the park for, I walk for 45 minutes to one hour in the park, even though the fact that later in the day, I will be going to the gym. But then um, I do take out the time simply to be one with myself, because of course we don't get to be one with ourselves at any time we are all the time with something else you know so I think this is so good and so important we would want every one of the audience listening to this podcast right now to know where they can find you uh, work with you and you know get this great value out of you you know if in this one single episode we could have so much I'm just wondering how it will benefit someone to work with you long term over you know maybe a year or maybe two so uh shri how can people find you and book you and sign you up absolutely so people can find me on instagram uh, on my profile which is you know at the rate my name which is shri vardhini s r e e v a r d a n e so I don't think there's any other uh, profile with that name. So it's going to be easy to spot me. Um, and I'm available on Instagram and I very, I'm very prompt in responding to queries. So that will be the best place to find me, interact with me, message me, uh, reach out to me. And then I'm, I'll be happy to guide them. I uh, minimize at least for uh, three months because it takes at least three months to start at least three months yeah so guys please listen that that you you have to like take a minimum bar of at least three months to 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 actually starting start working on your health I think that works for anything like minimum three months is really really required for anything to just be in motion yeah it takes that amount of time for our body to just start responding to those changes. So, of course, depending on the complex complexity of the case, the timeline may vary. But <clears throat> people need to give their body at least three months uh, to give a jump start. And, of course, if they want to reverse disease dynamics, reverse their autoimmunity, put it into remission, all of those things, then a realistic time frame, regardless of they are working with me or not, for them would be six to 12 months so but yes I'm just I'm just sharing this because sometimes people expect quick results uh, while I understand that people can get impatient because they're putting in a lot of effort 
they will see start seeing improvements but they need to give their body time because it took several years for them to get to a stage where um you know it is a diagnosable labelable you know problem uh, they need to give it time uh, and be gentle with themselves while they're working through it so it's the back. same with everything i think it's the same with money people want to like get into coaching containers where they want to like make quick money and i tell them that yes you can make it quick but you have to do the initial amount of work which is like once you have like a really strong um ability to digest and you have a very flourishing gut bacterium and and you are in your most resilient version then at that point of time you will develop your body so much faster than in the very beginning right so you have to invest that initial number of months and sometimes years to reach that state from where you can produce really high quality um uh, result yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so i uh, in dms instagram my i'm active on my story so any way people want to get in touch i would be happy to just know them interact with them uh, you know and probably even share what stood out to them the most from this uh, conversation exactly because i might be having different things that stands out for us because people perceive things differently and depending on where they are in their journey there could be something else that stands out to them and i would be really curious to hear all those things um so again thank you so much for this opportunity you're so uh, welcome like, even even an hour of course my throat did not cooperate fully but and thank even... you so much for that like you, you i mean i didn't know that you had a cold but then you still made it and you gave us so much like thank you so much for your generosity so even if i had an extra hours of time like i know i can speak a lot about this topic but uh, this has been really fun and uh, really exciting for me so uh, i'm so happy to be here great we we all of us are like going to be extremely um happy and as i said that it's one of the most valuable episodes that we had so i'm going to of course include your instagram handle in the show notes so that people who want to find you can also you know just look at the show notes below and you will be able to uh, find uh, shri so thank you once again thanks so much and um, we are going to meet soon right okay so so we are here we have reached the end of today's episode and as i said this is one of the most illuminating experience and i am definitely going to meet you next week with more value more information till then see you all bye bye if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are willing to change your business and money reality head to my free coaching community on facebook called you are money link is in the show notes and do not forget to leave a review on spotify.com or apple podcast thank you so much